Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We are the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious bad shit and sanity therein. My name is Randy. I am your host on this journey. And as usual, I'm not alone here. I am once again joined by my friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? Oh, what's going on, man? I am full, and I am happy, and I am another year old. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and before we get into the episode today, of course, we have to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. Of course, we're on social media. Facebook, check us out at Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Like the pages and share. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And of course, we're on all of the major podcast providers. Check us out, subscribe, leave a rating and review, and we'll love you for it. And today, we have the power. That's right, folks. We are looking at an episode of He-Man. <laughs> and you know what he comes with? A lot of winking. <laughs> He winks Bro, a lot, dude. There is a lot of su- very suggestive winking in this series. <laughs> Would you like to see my long sword? Wink. Yeah. It was never a loincloth. Wink. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I haven't shaved a day in my life. Apparently so. How does He-Man have blonde hair when his eyebrows are clearly brown he has the power man yeah it's like that is like if that's a wig that is the worst wig ever dude it's like this crappy bob wig it really is why would you get a like a bob wig (laughs) it makes no sense but it's like wait he man doesn't have blonde eyebrows no he doesn't uh and the curtains do not match the drapes. Most likely not. At all. Ooh, buddy. See, folks, we can provide you some nightmare fuel at the beginning of an episode, too. <laughs> no holds barred here. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. So we are looking at the episode today. The Quest for He-Man. And so we start... And the bad guys are attacking the royal palace. We have Triclops and Trapjaw and Skeletor and Evelyn. Hmm. I thought her name was Evelyn. I call her whatever I want. <laughs> Bro, what are these weird little air scooters they're on? I have no idea. I don't know what that crap was, dude. They're like comparatively they're like the size of a child's razor scooter (laughs) they might as well be riding one of those hover scooters right oh it's like the thing that nibbler rides in futurama the scooty puff jr (laughs) that's great but no you've got big old lumbering triclops and trap jaw that hat really throws me off so what is he? What can he like see in like a almost three hundred sixty degree angle? I believe so. Like I think he actually made a reference later, once He Man 
gets into the battle about him seeing him. Oh, yeah. That's that's basically why I asked. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. So I think he does see in three. And then there's Trapjaw. Oh, Trapjaw, dude. He's just a wreck. He looks like a more biological version of, like, Doc Terror from the Centurions. He's got, like, this weird arm. Oh, man. That just swings around. Yeah, like, it's... Like, there's no elbow. It's just like a crane hook. Right. Like, what good is that? And I didn't look into this, but I think Triclops and Trapjaw are voiced by the same guy. Mm, Their voices sound so similar. I have some questions about that later. (laughs) For a couple of characters. So, yeah. So, He-Man gives chase. And... Somehow He-Man has, like, an an actual vehicle to ride in. Yeah, he just whistles for it. But, and of course, the this vehicle has a second seat, so... Annoying-ass Orko has to show up. <laughs> Freaking Orko. <laughs> you love Orko, come on. Ah, yes, and here's where Triclops makes his jab at He-Man. About seeing him. But apparently he man he, but apparently Triclops didn't see everything. No, he didn't. Because his, oh, that's right. It's called a war sled. These weird little things are on. <laughs> a war sled. And it's destroyed by Buttplug Man. <laughs> I love that little guy. I used to love him when I was a kid, dude. He's like, just this little dwarf with like a really hard head, like helmet or whatever. Right, but unfortunately, his armor makes him look like a butt plug with arms. He does look like a butt plug. Check out his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eternian OnlyFans. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's funny. Skeletor will post nudes for nine ninety nine a month. Come on, Beast Man. Show us your goods. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like we're oh we are coming up with some weird shit today and we're only like a minute we, into this episode. We just started. Oh buddy. Is that yeah. the reason Cringer's scared all the time? You just Possibly. can't handle it. Cringer has seen things. <laughs> Horrible things. Horrible. He has licked he has licked his share of peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Not again, Adam. Come on, Cringer. Gotta get a a thousand followers. Yeah. So yes, the war sled is destroyed by Butt Plug Man, or Ram Man. (laughs) And then Man at Arms points a freeze ray at them. It's like, like, really? I will shoot the shit out of you. You had a freeze, it's like, you had a freeze ray and and you couldn't have used this before? Seriously, shoot him out of the sky with the thing. Right? But no! It's a trap! There's a trap. Yeah, they mentioned that too. So yes, uh, He-Man so gets caught in a, in a force field. Yep. And Skeletor and Evelyn are bickering like a married, old married couple. Pretty much. But of course, uh, Orko escapes because... It's Orko. He's a he's a little bitch. It's a tiny little thing. 
So apparently, Skeletor casts a spell and erases He-Man's memory. Yep. Couldn't you know he could have just killed him, right? Not just erase his memory. He was caught in that like force field or tractor beam, whatever the hell that thing was. Kill right? him. Yes. You had your chance, but you blew it, Skeletor. Mm. Why would I want to kill him? I just want to erase his memory. And speaking of blows, sign up for Skeletor's OnlyFans. Nah. Not the only bone around here. <laughs> so yes, Skeletor goes through the complex process of casting a spell to erase He-Man's memory, and then flings him off into an unknown dimension and bro like he-man flying through the dement this weird dimensional <laughs> portal yeah this is like a straight up 80s drug trip pretty much it's like you must have been in some good stuff to lose that memory good job skeletor but yes but orko doesn't completely run away he just hides behind a tree and witnesses the whole thing basically yeah, so Skeletor and Evelyn run away, and Trap Jaw's like, Wait, what about me? Haha, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Trap Jaw. Nope. You going to jail today. You going to jail now. And not the good kind of jail. Not that Cinemax jail. Man jail. <laughs> Cinemax jail. You going to man. Nah, Triclops going to uh, man. He going to the man jail. You going to man butt jail. <laughs> you gonna he, be turn you into quad Triclops. He ain't going to that Cinemax jail with all the boobs. Nope. Going to where Fleece, whatever his name is, go where where <laughs> he is. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So our cast of secondary characters: Orko, Ram Man, Man at Arms, and Cringer. Go to Castle Grayskull and speak with the sorceress. And the sorceress is basically like, nah, I'm, I'm useless here. Nah, I can't help you, baby, but I know who can. I'm going to introduce you to my weird friend, Zodak. He looked a lot like uh, Darkseid's son. Bruh. This, <laughs> this dude looks like he's wearing, like, magenta bondage gear. Seriously. Like he's got the. I can do for you, unless. Like he's got like the the mask. And what what was up with that weird mask helmet thing? I don't know, dude. Yo, and that monotone voice. Yeah, he just sounded like this the entire time. He did. Ah, oh, do you like my outfit? He sounded. He sounded like a 1980s version of an ASMR. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I don't think... Oh. Now I am going yeah. to open this oatmeal cream pie. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and speaking of... Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Skeletorhub.com why didn't you kill him, Skeletor? <laughs> Have you seen that body? <laughs> Why would I want to kill him? He's gorgeous. He's going to, quote unquote, kill him. <laughs> Have you seen the ass of that man? 
<laughs> Skeletor's got a thing for him, dude. Oh, oh this episode's gonna <laughs> this episode's just gonna get weirder, folks. Yeah. Don't go anywhere though. Who buddy. Please stay. So yes, we're introduced to Zodak. And he's like, Yes. Here, take my magic wand. <laughs> go to the other dimension and find He Man. It will only work with your power, Orko. It's like, mm, Orko. It's like you must specifically go. So you're going to trust the safety of rescuing He Man to Cringer, to Orko. Orko, and Ram Man. Oh, dude, and Cringer threw some shade, too. He's like, oh, we have to depend on Orko's power? We're doomed. Right. Like, damn, Cringer. Oh, we'll get to Cringer. <laughs> I bet we will. Little bitch that he is. Oh, my God, dude. Cringer's he is seriously a bitch. So, yeah, so they get sent on their magic quest. And meanwhile... He-Man wakes up in the unknown dimension where he has been banished to. But he has no clue who he is. And bro, these... What the hell were these Cubert-looking... These things oh, look like Cubert mixed with a sperm. For real, these living dingleberries jumping around. <laughs> I don't know what they were. Like then he man, they're like used condoms, I don't know. And then He-Man pulls out the power sword and they run away. It's like, oh, what is this thing? How did I get this? But then, the sword is shot out of his hand by Gleedal. And this lady got a bird head. Oh yeah, straight up bird head. Like, she's not... She's like, a chicken head. Like not a human, not a bird, some weird just anthropomorphic bird. It's like not, but it's like a human with a bird head. Morphic animals are back. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, and this isn't even the weirdest one of these things we'll see in this episode. Mm-mm. Oh, we'll get there. So Dude, yeah, her voice sounds very familiar. Right. Oh, jeez. That's I... <laughs> uh, definitely be very interesting. Like that voice, I I've heard it in other cartoons. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, so apparently the was voiced by an actress by the name of uh, Linda Gary, hmm. um, who basically plays all the female roles on the series. Ah. Literally says, is also the voice of Tila, Evelyn, the Sorceress. Oh, yeah. really? Damn. Okay. So, well, yeah. She's, she's gainfully employed. Which has pretty much been the M.O. of He-Man. Like I said, I think Triclops and Trapjaw are voiced by the same person, too. Ah, uh, okay. There, There is very minimal casting in this show. I see. So, yeah. Okay, well, that explains my next question, but we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I did look up someone 
who appears later in the episode. <laughs> and I think I know where your question's going, and the answer is yep. yes. I'm pretty sure. Yep. A, uh, but yeah, we'll get to someone here in a second. <laughs> so yes, uh, she believes that uh, he is a that he man is the one of the minions of Plundor. Ha ha. Who yes is played by Alan Oppenheimer in this episode. Okay, that was my next question. Yes, we we will uh, we will see Plundor. I was like, yeah, I know that voice. That okay. And so now that we know that um, Gleedle is played by the lady who plays every every female character on this series, it kind of makes it even funnier when He Man's like, "You remind me of someone." <laughs> right. Yes, because most it's... people in this show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny. So Gleedle's like, "All right, I believe you," and just takes him to her headquarters. Yeah, that didn't take much convincing, did it? So yes, we learned that, but we learned that Plundor is monitoring them, and we see Plundor. This is, it's like, it's like He-Man <laughs> with a bunny head. Yes, and giant hamburger helper hands. Oh my god. And yes, Those he is voiced by Alan Oppenheimer. Hands. Dude, that voice was, that voice had me laughing. Bro. He was just, uh, yeah, like this. Something like that. I feel like I've heard that voice <laughs> on another cartoon, but I don't know where. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, dude, I've heard that voice. It's like one of those sniveling minion voices. Right. I, I'm sure if I spend some time looking through Alan Hoppenheimer's like IMDb, you could oh. probably <laughs> identify it. I'm sure it'd probably pop right up right away. That. Oh, my God. It was funny. Yes, so yeah, so we cut back to our heroes. They're about to go back on their quest. Ah, yes, and here's where Cringer's being a bitch. Oh, when isn't he? No, but like this part of the episode, like he's like at his bitchiest. Yeah, he has. He pulled some bitch moves on this one. Like he is just nonstop complaining. Like. This is some, like, his whiniest complaining in the series so far. <laughs> yeah. Once again, Zodak has to remind them that he... Okay, so I have a question. How does Zodak know that He-Man has amnesia? Right? Oh, wait. Oh, did, did Orko actually witness that? Or was the spell cast, like, uh... while he was running away? I don't, I don't know. It's like, wait, I, I realize I'm like, wait, well, maybe Orko saw the spell. Maybe. Or was he still like running away? Ugh. So many questions. Right. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. If you have any information. <laughs> I miss that I, guy. I can't deal with that now. <laughs> yes, throw uh, back to Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Jesus. 
So yes, so they go through the portal, and then they go through the funky time warp. Once again, it's like a drug trip. I know, no one's like, has a nosebleed or nothing like that? Nothing? No? No, nothing. I mean, Cringer kind of complains a few times. Of course. He's like, Hi, but I get portal sick. I was like, come on. It's like, yeah, like so, our, so our heroes are going through the time warp. It's like, it's not even the good time warp. Let's do the time warp again. It's just a jump to the left. Basically. <laughs> nice. And folks, we're just going to, and after that jump to the left, we're going to take a step to the right and uh, right into our commercial break. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. While most bargain brand chicken has to cross eight states to get to California, Foster Farms doesn't have to cross any. California-grown Foster Farms. Now there are two lotto jackpots every week. Saturday? Oh, Wednesday. We could have twice as many millionaires. If you want authentic oriental noodle soup but don't want to spend centuries at the stove, try oh. Nissen's Top Ramen. An original recipe of succulent noodles in a delicious broth. So use your noodle and try Top Ramen from Nissan. In Japan, no trip to the game is complete without that delicious ballpark snack. Yes, you guessed it. Nissan's Cup of Noodles. So easy to fix, it's a solid hit in the U.S. too. So use your noodle and try Cup of Noodles from Nissan. I want a little more pizzazz. Shiny colors. I can get a little or a lot. Loop pizzazz, sheer color wash. I get gentle color and sheer shine. Sheer sensation, that's all mine. Claro pizzazz, sheer color wash. I get rich, shiny color. Now I can choose washes out and pour shampoo. New pizzazz, sheer color wash from Claro. Choose a little or a lot of color. Who couldn't use a little more pizzazz? You know the place where the hash browns sizzle day and night. You'd order them tender, but Chris Max, let me hear them sizzle. And that was about the only place you'd go for hash browns. Till now. Introducing Aunt Jemima Toaster Browns. Tender, golden, and so crisp you can hear them sizzle. Nothing could be finer in the morning. New Aunt Jemima Toaster Browns. All right, and we are back. Welcome. So our heroes make it through the funky time warp, and they arrive at this unknown planet, and they begin their search for He-Man. But they get that they get clues very quickly, because they find the power sword lodged in a tree trunk. Oh my God! What did that dumbass say? The, oh, but, someone left the nifty bats back scratcher here. Yeah. Butt plug man thinks it's a back scratcher. Like you freaking moron. Yes. Really, how is this guy so stupid? He's very stupid. Maybe too many concussions? I don't know. Yeah, guys. Yeah, that that Oh, oh what <laughs> is... I'm trying to remember the initials oh. now. What is it? Oh, CTE. That's it. Yeah, C uh, CTE, the thing that, like, all 
like basically it's like the evolution of concussions. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that thing they've been studying more of recently. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. I Ram he... Man probably has CTE at this point. Ram, Ram Man got that. Like, how many times have you seen that damn sword? Like, bro. Like, honestly, Ram Man probably has the brain has a brain like Chris Benoit after all the diving headbutts. Seriously. Yes, folks. Join the Eternian army. Destroy the villains. Have n really bad health insurance. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Uh, so yes, we go to the yes the headquarters of Glen of Gleedle, and we learn the plan is called Tranus. And so she's talking to He Man. And well, we learn Tranus's tragic backstory. As yeah. before Plundor arrived, it was a very beautiful, lush green planet. He effed a lot of things up, man. Yes. Plundor is like sort of like a Captain Planet villain before Captain Planet was a thing. Basically. This guy is like mass commercialism and that's basically what happened. He came in, built factories for commercial production, and basically it drove the animals away and killed yeah. many of them. He's... And some of the... And some of them only have... And some animals... Only pictures remain of them on the walls. And one of them is oh, like... Dude. this. yeah, he, he straight up killed... Hmm? And one of the pictures shown is like this weird purple cat thing. And once again, yeah, He-Man's like, like, hmm, this reminds me of something. Yes. <laughs> and then the claw rips through the face. Right? They're that under attack. Like, damn. So we know that Plundor is basically an 80s villain. Because even his hench robots yeah. have to ha have to be on theme. Yes, folks. He-Man and Gleedle <laughs> are attacked by rabbit robots. Yeah, rabbots. <laughs> and, Crab. dude, they're shaped like eggs. Right. Fucking Easter Bunny from yeah. hell. Yeah, Easter like Easter eggs with ears. It was crazy. It was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there it's... And so He-Man is able to fend off one of the robots. But oh, he's he like... Yeah, he straight up, like, <laughs> murders it, like, one-armed. Yeah, he, like, chucks... What did he do, like, punch through it or chuck it? No, he did, like, one of those, like... Oh, I forget... I forget what the move in wrestling... It's like a hip toss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he like just hip tosses the thing and he's like, how did I do this? He looks at him and he's like, how did I do that? How am I this strong? It's like, I don't care. Do it again. Right? So yes, um, although, yes, He-Man defeats the one, but in his confusion, it allows the robots to attack again by using sleep smoke. Dude, I need some of that in my life. 
<laughs> I was like, I was watching. I'm like, bro, I need some sleep smoke. Like, I mean, please share that. I mean, we live in Florida. That's just called weed. Pretty much. No, that's eat smoke. Eat Whole smoke. fridge be empty after that. <laughs> I mean, granted, we also have we also live in Florida, so there's also the crazy smoke. That's called yeah. meth. That's crack, baby. <laughs> Ooh, wrong kind of bowl. Yeah. So yes, uh, He-Man and Gleetel are taken away to Plundor's lair. Oh boy, so here's a, f- a weird scene. So our intrepid adventurers are looking around for He-Man and they run into Gleetel's pet cat thing. Yeah, it, what was it? A, it looked like a puma or some shit. Right? It was cute. So they tell Cringer to communicate with it. <laughs> and he Chris literally such an ass. Like he literally says, "Arf, grr, <laughs> growl, snarl." And somehow this thing understood him. Cringer so bad, you have no idea. <laughs> Ooh, like literally, like this arf grr growl was like when you. It's like if you go up to someone who speaks a foreign language and you just say, I do you speak English? Like, yes, I do, asshole. What do you want? <laughs> it's basically what happened. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure. And somehow he learns it, you know, about their capture. Yep. And I'm just like, Oh, Cringer, why? Oh, dude. You're terrible. Wasn't there a scene where Cringer's like, they ask Cringer to sniff something, and he's like, oh, well, I have kind of a cold, but I'll try. Or something like to that effect. I'm like, Cringer, you little asshole. Actually, I think that's what led up to this. Yeah. He was sniffing, and then he literally ran right into the the tiger puma (laughs) thing. Yeah. I was like, Cringer, really? Your your friend is missing, and you you th- this is what you do. Yeah. So as we learn about the capture, we go we go back to Plundor's lair, where he just uses weird, loud noises to wake up He Man and Gleedle. What the hell was that? I don't know. Like, there's oh. clocks and weird noise making things, and I have no clue what's going on here at this point. <laughs> Oh man, I did. I was like, okay. I mean, there's other ways, but sure, that's whatever. You're the villain. I'm pretty sure okay. this is the part of the episode where just the writers had to stop the writing process and just do a couple lines of coke. I was gonna say, freaking that villain was high. He was way too laid back for this. Like he did not leave that chair. Yeah. No. And it just starts getting weird at this point because he's like, <laughs> "Yes." He's like, mm-hmm. "Like, oh, Gleedle, you don't have to worry about anything because you'll be spending the rest of your days in my dungeon." 
It's like, ah, yes. It's a sex dungeon, isn't it? It probably is. Because right after that, he propositions He-Man. Uh-huh. I'm like... Yes, with a money-making yeah. opportunity. And he's like, I could use your muscles. <laughs> Bro, like I'm if, like, whoa, wait a minute. Like this episode took a turn. And I'm like, um, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, you could use the muscles for what? It's like, uh, you want to elaborate? You know what? You know what? Don't, don't, don't elaborate. Don't elaborate. The answer is no. Yeah, no. So yes, uh, uh, Plundor goes over his evil plan. Apparently, he has a magic liquid. That he's going to use to make yeah, money. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, he—he's basically taken the life force of the planet of Tranus, and he's concentrated it into a liquid form. Yeah. He took life and he juiced it. Yeah. Wait, isn't that what vegans do? Basically. <laughs> yes. yes, vegans. The plants can feel you juicing them. So. So he's basically like a vegan villain? I think so. Well, he is a rabbit. He juiced an entire planet for for profit as gain. Yes. Yes, okay. Ma- making a vegan out to be like a, a, the giant villain. Because I that remember. is something an 80s cartoon would absolutely <laughs> do. A rabbit with big ass hands. <laughs> is it's that like, what Nestle Quick comes from? I mean, this was the '80s. I mean, were I mean, were they trying to say veganism was basically communism at this point? <laughs> it's magic in the making. <sighs> so yes, uh, He-Man is like trying to the plan. Oh yeah, so yes, our heroes um, make it to the outside of the castle. They're like, all right, we got to find a way to get in. Let's just go muscle it. Let's just muscle our way in. Basically. They're like, mm, no, no, let's not. It's not a good idea. Like, don't do that. And they're attacked by robots. <laughs> yes, we cut back in. Uh, Plendor is offered He-Man... The chance at making millions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They never they never explain what the currency was, but yes. you get one, the gist. One billion dollars. Mm, I'm a rabbit. He man's <laughs> like I don't know who I am, but uh I don't like the cut of your jib. Basically is what he told him. It's like I don't you know. know- I don't know anything right now, but I know you're wrong. It's like, hmm. Too bad. I could have used those muscles. Right. Like, Ew, rabbit. It's like, yeah, so He-Man refuses the offer. And before he can get thrown in the dungeon, our heroes come in. And they have a defeated robot. Oh, yeah. Those robots suck. Yeah, these are some kind of useless robots. So yes, they jump in. He's like, and of course, butt plug man's like, 
Hey man, how you doing, buddy? And of course, He Man's like, Who the fuck is He Man? Is Wait, huh? that my name? Who that? It's like, bro, just give him the sword. Yeah, so Plundor calls in more robots. That's what he do. He did not step one yeah. foot out of that chair. Yeah. So yes, Orko's like, you know, he comes up and he asks He-Man if he can remember anything. You know, or do you know who you are? Yeah, and He-Man's like, um, nope, nothing. He's like, mm, nah, bruh. But Orko finally makes sense of, uh, Zodak's sayings. Like, oh yeah, I gotta tell He-Man about home. Maybe his memory had come to him. And then he realized, wait a minute, what's what could be more home than Castle Grayskull? Basically. He's like, follow me, He-Man. So then Orko <laughs> pulls the power the sword of power out of his ghost ass. He did though. <gasps> Got that portal ghost booty. He is the bag of holding. <laughs> he's Misery. the he's the ball bag of holding. There's a reason my voice sounds like this. I am always clenching. He's like, here, take this sword. What's that smell? Don't worry about it. Just take the sword. Just just lift the sword up and yell, by the power of Grey Skull. And he means like, all right. Screw it. Here we go. All right. By the power of Grayskull. My man was back in action. Yep. He literally remembers everything immediately. He's like, oh, snap. What's up, Orko, baby? He's like, ah, the the power of Grayskull. Like, (laughs) literally by the power of Grayskull. Seriously. He's like, oh, snap. Orko, what up? So yeah, He-Man starts wrecking shit. And then uh, Plundor, he's like, no, if you can't, if I can't have the millions of dollars, nobody will. So he like pours the liquid into like a rocket ship. And He-Man just takes one of his flying leaps. He's like, nope, I'm going to stop you. He's like, don't do that. So yes, He-Man somehow stops the rocket from destroying anything and it explodes over the planet's surface. Mm-hmm. Which sprays the liquid all over the planet. Hi-oh. <laughs> yes. A rocket explodes and sprays life-giving liquid all over a planet. Just gonna let that one sink in there, folks. Dude, it exploded, and I bet in the background, He-Man's like, oh. <laughs> the day is saved. <laughs> Wait, I think it does explode, like, right as he lands. Wait, did He-Man actually land and give a I oomph? I, I don't know. I gotta go back and watch it now. <laughs> oh, no. I, th- I think the timing might have actually worked on that one. Ooh. I think the rocket might have actually oh exploded God. as He-Man landed on the ground. Oh, oh. 
Wow. Oh, shit. Wow, there is some really messed up imagery and um, some conscious things in this episode, if you dig hard enough. Dude, the, I, the, my only disappointment is that he didn't wink after it happened. That would have just thrown it over the top there. That's what we need. So yes, the planet has been returned to normal by the ex- by the exploding rocket with life liquid. Ski, 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 ski. Oh. <laughs> so yes, um, now they go. Oh, how you how you will you return everything to normal? And she's like, Gleedle's like, well, I've already got somebody working on it. So they are literally making this man like tear apart his evil lair brick by brick. Yeah, man's got a pickaxe. He's actually pretty. He's pretty buff, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I checked I mean, out the anthropomorphic every, rabbit. Yeah, every anthropomorphic animal person thing has to be like super buff. It's the eighties. I'm like, damn! All he does is sit in that chair. Maybe he was drinking right. the liquid. I don't know. Right? How is he so buff for somebody who just sits around all day and counts maybe, his money? Maybe he's in the dungeon a lot. I don't know. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, you would spend the rest of your days in my dungeon. The mm. sex dungeon. <laughs> so yes, the oh, day is shit. saved and our heroes head back to Eternia. And the episode ends. Bra. It, it was a good one. It was great. <laughs> how oh, does He Man get. How does He Man just become more sexually explicit the more episodes you watch of it? Yeah, gotta get away with. Gotta get away with it piece by piece, I guess. Man, that's just. I, I don't even know where to start to <laughs> unpack this episode. Oh, it's beautiful. Like, it's just, like, drug trip space portals, Cringer being an absolute bitch. Cringer's a cuck. He's he's definitely a cuck. And that life-giving goo. So many hidden sex jokes everywhere. (laughs) It's like, wow. How did I not realize it until we just literally start saying it out loud? And a living ra- butt plug on your team. Right? That one. <laughs> yes, folks. This is the this is the weird realization you come to when you're in your mid to late thirties and you're watching these episodes in your mid to late thirties <laughs> and you go, Wow. There's some there's some things that got slipped by the censors here, folks. Yeah, we've been corrupted, y'all. Is that is that what the problem with our generation is, Phil? We got corrupted by the 80s cartoons? By the rocket juice. Is, is, everything, ju- is everything just like a giant Cold War reference? Pretty much. Cold War and sex. Yep. The 80s cartoons, people. Yeah. Oh. So, like I said, man, I don't even know where to begin to unpack this episode because it, uh, like, the pacing just moves so quickly. 
<laughs> it just went from like one insane thing to another. Yes, it did. They didn't even hit the brakes. They just went for it. And yeah, He-Man's one of those 80s cartoons where there's so little casting. It's like, I think they purposely tried to use as few people in the cast as possible. Yeah, same funny that way, I guess. I feel like most episodes don't have more than four or five people listed in the credits for, for voice cast. I believe it. Yeah, because I think He-Man came along right before some of the uh, some of the more acting laws came into effect. Yeah, that's a good I, point. Because uh, I remember reading in um, Dan Gilvazon's book, uh, Bumblebee and Me, My Life as a G1 Transformer. <laughs> like, what? he talked about that, like, um, especially... Oh. At, at that time where the series was going on, a lot of the rules were changing and um, some of the rules in place were, you know, like you could like at one point in animation, they imposed rules like you couldn't ha- be play more than three parts in a single episode. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's an interesting book, actually. It's a very quick read. It's like maybe like a hundred page book what's it called again uh it's called bumblebee and me hmm interesting yeah no it's actually a very interesting read but he yeah and, and it's pretty much like a, just about his time on specifically on transformers but you know he talks about some of the rules and things and how the industry was changing at the time yeah, because He-Man was early 80s. So I want to say this He-Man came out, what, like 82, 83? Like, really right yeah. before a lot of the rules and regulations changed in the, vo- in, the, in the voice acting industry. I didn't even know there were rules like that. Yeah, basically like labor union, pretty much like labor unions and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. Damn. I mean, it makes sense. And you get guys like Scott McNeil, who is like, you know, half the cast of Beast Wars. Seriously. Oh. So, yeah, folks, He Man. (laughs) So, yeah, we have drugs and butt plug man and. Oh, man. I'm just still at a loss, man. I'm Like I said, this episode was weird beyond all weird. Like, this was a balls-to-the-wall kind of drug episode. Pretty much. Like, it was uh, pretty trippy. It's like, all right, we're going to make He-Man lose his memory, and we're going to throw him on a planet with a, with a woman with a bird head, and the villain of the episode is going to be a jacked bunny man like honestly none of this freaked him out no he lost his memory and none of this shit freaked him out no that's what makes it even trippier he's like yeah (laughs) no i don't know who i am but i feel like i've seen weirder stuff than this before he was like oh i guess this is normal yep he just went with it for real 
sort of like sort of like us at our jobs it's just oh like, my god dude. all right you know what we've seen enough weird things it's like whatever we're i guess i'm go. fine with this we're just gonna go with it now it's like that picture of that dog in the burning home everything uh, this is this fine is fine this is fine <laughs> yep oh boy he this man our, this is our life folks we're when you record podcasts at ridiculously weird hours of the morning and um <laughs> just you... shrug your shoulders and smile yep and you just come to these realizations of these cartoons we watch as children are completely fucked up yeah it's good to go back and look and see what we didn't realize it, is this what's wrong with our generation these oh, yeah. cartoons just fucked us up it's been in our subconscious just waiting yeah, apparently so. But yeah, so after that groovy trip down nostalgia lane, um, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, check us out on social media, subscribe to the podcast on any and all of the major podcast providers, and uh, we'll see you next time, folks. All right, you beautiful bastards, come on back. <laughs> <laughs>